Greetings. This is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 43 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Today, I want to talk about the spiritual gift of leadership. It's mentioned in Romans 12, 8, where the Apostle Paul says, if you lead something, you need to lead it diligently. You need to lead it well. Now, why, why is it so vital that you lead well? Why is it so important that you have outstanding church leadership? I mean, people will say, hey, uh, the church isn't just one person or a, a small group of leaders. It's made up of many people all doing their part. And yet, many of us have experienced uh, and realized that leaders, the leader has a tremendous influence and impact on the health and direction of an organization and so they, the prime leader, must lead well, must lead diligently. Uh, leadership in churches is more than just having the title. There's a lot of pastors who like the title of pastors but abdicate the responsibilities that come with leadership. It's really about uh, learning how to lead by engaging the whole community, the whole church community and beyond. Uh, many church leaders uh, by doing this, inspire members to keep coming back to help and grow the church and attract others who may be exploring what life with God looks like. Others will say that without the right leader, it's difficult for a church to thrive beyond the current generation. And so they must be developing leaders. A leader must develop other leaders. This is part of leading diligently. So today I want to share with you my favorite leadership axioms or proverbs sayings uh, and why they are key to succeeding as a pastor leader. You've heard some of these before, I am sure. Here's one, speed of the leader, speed of the team. In other words, as the leader goes, so goes the team. When, when followers wonder how committed they should be or when they think about well, why they should be joyful about their work or how much credit they sh should give others or how much of their resources they ought to generously give, uh, all they should have to do is to observe their leader. And again, speed of the leader will determine the speed of the team. Here's a second one. I call it the five C's. You've probably heard um, you know, some of these said in different ways, uh, the way that I put it and where I have applied it as a leader is to building an effective team when doing so you need to, uh, in my opinion, follow, uh, the, the, these qualities. One is Christ. They must be Christ centered, must uh, portray Christ in the way that they speak and in the way that they treat others. Uh, second C is a character. It seems like a given, but oftentimes we don't check on cal uh, character and integrity. Don't ask the character or integrity issues. Three is competencies or developing competencies that are required for anyone who's going to lead an organization. The fourth C is connection. Others have referred to it as chemistry, uh, building a team that gets along and that works well together instead of slowing the progress down because of the differences in personalities. And then there's culture, not just being able to work across cultures and ethnicities, but also recruiting individuals who will fit the type of culture you're trying to create or that has already been established in your church. 
number three is from Jim Collins. Uh, get the right people on and off the bus and also in the right seats. A team cannot be effective if the right people are not around the table or, as Collins says, on the bus. Uh, and I have seen, as I've applied this, that when you get a bunch of smart and committed people who love God, love the church, love each other, and are willing to devote their time and energy and resources to solving the problems of ministry, there's no mountain that with God's help the team cannot conquer. Here's number four, disagreeing without drawing blood. I love this one. I've heard different <laughs> different applications of this and, and different uh, wording for this axiom. Uh, the idea is that when we disagree and we will, that we will not uh, do the kind of things that will damage the relationships for the long term, that we will tread softly, that we will walk gently, that we will ask permission, uh, when we want to release a little bit more than what would be appropriate, maybe even asking, Hey, can I give you 10% more of, of, kind of what I'm thinking along these areas and getting permission for that. Number five, with apologies to Richard Carlson, sweat the small stuff. The small stuff does matter. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter how busy you are and how many people you lead, it's important to stop and take advantage of those small moments, those short moments as you're walking out of the church and saying hello to someone as you're picking up for a quick call or having a prayer uh, with someone who's hurting and you might be rushed, but this is a moment to have an impact. The small moments matter. Uh, number six is never beat the sheep. <laughs> Christ instructed Peter to feed the sheep, not beat them. Uh, and, and so how we deal with those who are, are not following our direction is critical to our credibility. If the sheep aren't responding the way you think they should, put down the stick. Ask a few questions first. See if you've served them well. Because when they're served well, when they su feel supported, when they feel like you've invested in them, that you've encouraged them, that you've journeyed and that you care, they tend to serve well in return. Number seven, arrive early or not at all. Jesus put it this way, let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. Anyone can give a valid reason for being late, but it takes grace and relational intelligence to keep that reason at bay until you first let the group know that their feelings rank higher than the justification. Oftentimes, we feel like the excuse is enough and we haven't earned the right to give the excuse. And so one of the things that matters most is to show that other people and other people's time is important by arriving early. Number eight, language matters. Leaders rise and fall by the language they use. Sometimes whole visions live or die based on the words the leaders choose to articulate that vision. So language ma matters. Be selective. Be thoughtful. Take your time. Make sure that the language, the words that you use, uh, are the words necessary to accomplish the vision that God has given you. Number nine, don't attend every argument we're invited to. This is, again, one of my favorites. I'm going to choose not to attend that argument. Thanks. Oftentimes, I've, I've said to a person who wants to argue with me after church, hey, um, I've had this conversation. I'm glad to have it if there's an openness to a discussion. But if you're setting in your decision, then 
I don't really need to enter into this argument because I know the end result. Uh, the reality is oftentimes we're invited to these kind of arguments, right, on the appropriateness of dress or the type of music or even the, the way that we say uh, some of the things that we believe in terms of some of our theology. And oftentimes it's best not to attend. Uh, how? Again, by saying, I believe you are convicted on your position on this topic. And when they reply, yes, so am I. So there's no reason to have this conversation. I found that that uh, helps uh, to avoid many unnecessary confrontations. And then number 10, pay attention to greetings and goodbyes. The most important part of the meeting is not the agenda. Uh, I hope you realize that. It's not the decisions or the outcomes. It's the greetings and goodbyes. What do I mean? Uh, most people have a low-grade concern that their leader is going to use them and then toss them out. So it's important that you make it a habit uh, to do personal, enthusiastic, warm, high re a highly relational look, people in the eye, greetings to every single person around the table before you even think of starting the meeting. It's important to make that connection before you even begin to discuss things that are agendas that often are connected to deep emotions and feelings. At the, and at the same level, when you adjourn the meeting, it's important to spend time after the meeting thanking each member as they leave. Uh, sharing a word of affirmation and appreciation for the gifts that they offer God on a regular basis, their time commitment. And even if you disagree, the value of a contrarian position, um, pay attention to greetings and goodbyes. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, please leave a review if you get an opportunity subscribe to the podcast and then let others know that this is available and if you want to ask a question or suggest a topic you can email me at the pastor's coach at hotmail.com that's the pastor's coach at hotmail.com thanks for joining me talk to you next week <laughs>